Welcome everybody to Critting the Nerdverse, a very special Christmas one-shot um, where we're going to be playing uh, the wonderful Blades in the Dark by John Harper. Um, I've got with me some friends and we are going to kind of go around the table and introduce ourselves. Um, I am one of the co-hosts of Too Legit to Crit and we will start with Eric. Do you want to say hello? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Eric. I am one of the four like hosts on um, Crossing the Nerdverse. And today I am going to be playing a... Um, I forgot my character, Slide. And my name is The Cricket. Um, so we're going to see how that's going to go. Should be fun. Jiminy. All right. Uh, Travis. As you heard, my name is Travis. I'm also one of the hosts of Crossing the Nerdverse. Uh, excited to be playing this one-shot, just because puns are probably my favorite form of humor, and I have a feeling this is going to be chock-full of them. Oh, yes. I will be playing a cutter named Tommy Taps. All right, Justin. So I am the other host from Two Lizards Crit. I am still Justin. Um, I am going to be playing a lurk called The Vole. And Clark. Uh, I am Clark. Uh, I'm another host from Crossing the Nerdverse, and I'm also going to ple be playing a lurk, but a one who cho chose their buddies better. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Coming for you already. Some shade already. I'm loving this. I love this. Um, Ryan. Uh, hi guys. I'm Ryan. I'm kind of. I'm one of the four hosts of Crossing the Nerdverse. I'm kind of our unplugged content guy. I deal a lot with uh, board games, tabletop RPGs, and similar fare. Uh, for tonight's game, I'm very excited. I'm playing a spider named Deckard Halls, kind of the mastermind of the uh, the setup. So, All right. Um, okay, just a disclaimer from me. I'm obviously going to be uh, GMing this game. We are all kind of new to this system. I've run it a couple of times. So chances are we're going to fuck up a lot. So if you are a Blades in the Dark purist, I apologize in advance. I don't. Absolutely not. Not even I want to hear everything we get wrong. Hit those yeah. comments. Like, yeah. load us up. Hey, you did this wrong. The rules work this way. That's how we learn. I yeah. think you and I like different comments. <laughs> Clark just... Just, just like, just tell me I'm pretty in the comments and then leave. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm up against you and that never works out for me. Yeah, but to be honest, I wouldn't mind people telling me I'm pretty in the comments. Well, I tell you saying. all the time. I know you do, Travis. but I want, Travis I want it from someone more. who's important. You're pretty. I hope we get a flood of those comments that are like, yes, you're all very pretty, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut the fuck up and the get the game. The list of things you got wrong is far too long, so I'm going to give you the list of things you Right. Um, you got yeah. the name of the game right. Um, and then it all went downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, that's kind of just an, an our brand. Yeah. So oh, I'm you sorry you guys are kind of slumming it with us, to be honest. Nah. Now, we don't have any bots in our setup, so you're already a step ahead of us. I mean, true story. I good or bad. Pancakes if you want to do that one. If it makes you guys feel any better, I put way more research into creating this character than I have for the last three campaigns that Ryan has ran, um, because I just learned the system as we play from Ryan, so. 
I, I mean, I, I am very honoured. I'm very honoured. So, are you guys happy for us to get started? Absolutely. Let's, Let's roll. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ready to roll some dice. Okay, so we're going to kind of open up, and we are going to see a vision of kind of flying through the night sky, almost like we're swimming in the moonlit frozen sky. Um, we see below us the snow-covered villages go by that give way to rivers, hills, forests, and streams, all covered in pearlescent white. In front of us, the sky is lit up with ethereal pinks and purples and green lights forming a majestic aurora borealis. As we focus on that, we see it inexplicably get closer until it surrounds us, and in a flash, we are flying above a town. Too big to be considered a city, but too small, sorry, too small to be considered a city, but far too big almost to be considered a true town. And in its center, we see an enormous skyscraper, and we know that to be the Star Plaza. It's almost bathing the streets below in its light. We begin to descend to the streets below, and our viewpoint changes as we see a snowman wearing green, a green hat and a scarf fly down and almost crash land into the pavement. And he sort of stumbles up to his feet and produces a bottle of Jack and takes a big chug. And he begins to sing. And with that song, we kind of lift up and we see below us the entirety of Mistletown. Now, Mistletown used to be a place filled with happiness, joy, and goodwill. Even when the corporations moved in 100 years ago, they began by contributing to this goodwill. It was a symbiotic kind of relationship where they would ex they would expand their brands, but at the same time, they would spread the Christmas cheer. However, about 30 years ago, everything changed. The unseen force that kind of fed that joy and happiness, the spirit of Christmas, suddenly vanished. Cynicism, greed despair, poverty, sadness, all spread through the populace like a plague. Santa, once the ever-jolly image of Christmas, became power-hungry and driven and ambitious. And the people that were most affected by that were his elves. They went from being helpful, almost surrogate family members, to being cheap labor. Many of them still soldier on in what is known as Santa's Grotto, which is located at the top of Star Plaza, while some of the fortunate ones manage to get out, and they have to do whatever they can do to survive. So with that, we focus in on a particular area of the city called Silver Bell Docks, where we see a train, a train once known as the Polar Express, has seen better days. 
no longer runs as it used to, as the driving force, the spirit of Christmas, is no longer present. And we enter inside the Polar Express to the hideout of the gang known as Rebel Claws. So what are you guys doing? What would a typical day in the life of Rebel Claws look like? Well, I would say likely we spend the majority of our time uh, within the hideout itself. And most of that, especially for Deckard, would be almost obsessively planning the next score. Um, I would expect him to be standing under the, the flickering lights of some train car, desperately trying to stay warm in the failing power, and looking at blueprints from around the city. You know, diagrams of streets and buildings and sewers, and trying to figure out where the next you know few meals are going to come from mm. all right and what about everybody else let's let's take it to um jingle bella uh so jingle bella's spending most of her time in underground bar fighting rings seeing if she can find anybody who can challenge her uh in kind of hand-to-hand -hand combat just waiting for Decker to come up with a new score to keep her occupied as she continues to pursue her vice of stupor. Hmm. And what about Thomas? Uh, I will be spending most of my downtime between scores, both working and uh, being a patron uh, at Velvet Vixen's establishment, uh, working both as a bouncer uh, and then simultaneously spending that money at the same location uh, repeatedly between scores. Uh, when I'm at the hideout, I'm usually constantly pestering the mastermind to get us more money so I can alternatively go back and spend it at my place of work. Hmm. All right, uh, Bernard. Um, so Bernard would spend a lot of time um, practicing getting through any security system examples he can find, um, you know, trying to practice, you know, safe cracking and all that sort of thing. And when he gets word of something that is laying around that could be available, he perhaps uh, makes it less available. Ah, uh, what about cricket? So I would be mostly dealing with my vice, so just finding places I can gamble, things I can gamble on. Um, so probably the underground club, I probably peruse there and try to see if people's monies I can take, tricks I can do, um, and definitely trying to perfect my loaded dice, um, trying to make it so that way it's, they're a lot more efficient in the sense of like when you pick them up, you can't tell right away, um, as to what they are and practicing switching out my loaded dice with my regular dice. Okay. And let's talk about this hideout. Do you guys have any sort of security system to kind of intercept anybody who may be kind of approaching unknowingly? 
though there are a few things that uh, would be put into kind of our, our, our hideout setup that actually deal with our, our primary means of business. Uh, you know, the Rebel Clause is set up to bring in outside magic to try to distribute through, through Christmas Town. And generally, this falls into the realm of, of things like cursed items or, you know, little bits of magic they may be able to get past the corporate oversight. And the Polar Express section that, that we hide out in is protected by those things instead of the conventional systems. And so while we won't have many things in the way of, like, motion-detected cameras or security systems in a traditional sense, what we do have are little trinkets and baubles that will shriek or announce um, anybody's approach that isn't attuned to them. Mm -hmm. um, kind of keeping us aware of who's coming around the uh, the derelict train. Okay. So, you I guys... Place... I was going to say, I would also say in my off time, I spend skulking around uh, our hideout with my uh, silent potion vial, and all you can kind of hear are the little jingle bells on my ankles. Here. Ching, ching, ching. Mm, okay. So, one evening, you guys all hanging out, doing, you know, whatever your whatever you guys um, would be doing at that point, and one of the security systems. Um, the like one to kind of let you know if someone's approaching. That goes off. So, what do you guys want to do? Let's see here. Well, is this... Traffic through the area would be relatively uncommon, correct? There's not a lot nah. of, like, workers in the area. Nah, there's not. I would probably ah. stealthily move to try and get a vantage point of what has set off. Yes. Whatever is shrieking. Okay, let's let's actually turn that into a roll then. Okay. All right. All right. So Ooh, first roll, yeah. no pressure. Roll. I have all the yeah, I have all the dice. What am I rolling? Okay, so that's going to be entirely up to you. You have a look at your your character sheet and see what would apply in this particular situation. All right. Probably prowl. Yeah. Okay. Is, so how how many points do you have in prowl? Two. Okay, so roll 2d6. Um, it's going to be controlled. It's going to be... Um, let me have a look. So, yeah, it is going to be controlled. So, that is... And... Control standard, I think it is. I do actually need to bring up the cheat sheet for this. <laughs> that would have, that would have helped. It would have, yeah. All right, blades and that. We were busy talking about Pikachu and Winnie the Pooh prior to the game, so... Those that were important conversations, important. to be fair. You know, Winnie, I mean... Winnie the Pooh wins in a fight against Pikachu, 10 out of 10. Nope. He's got that double-barrel shotgun. Okay. He has one barrel, and it's a cork at the end. Calm down. No, he's, also a he's also a stuffed toy, so electrical shock's not going to disrupt his nervous system. He's immune. Also, okay. I would like to apologize okay. in advance for my role. No, no. I mean, we you've got Justin on your team, so... Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, you're fine. Throwing up Throwing up the ones already. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Hey, start at the bottom. You have nowhere to go. <laughs> okay, so that is the start. So you you try and uh, you try and kind of approach, and as you do, those kind of bells that you had around your ankles, 
they kind of make a bit too much noise. And all of a sudden, you just hear a voice kind of go, oh, I, I know you're there. I'm looking for the rebel claws. Is this, is this the right place? Without fully revealing my position, I would go, I would like to say, uh, are we all doing Cockney accents? Uh. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have to. <laughs> okay. I'm going to probably do an like... I'm gonna probably do a character voice for this character, and okay. that's it. Uh, I will ask, you know, who cares to know, and what do you want with them? It's me. It's me. It's me, Krampus. And you would know Krampus okay. Carl. He is a he is a he's a bit of a shady character in Mistletown. He is um he's the sort of character that's got his finger in many, many pies. Um, you know, he's always trying to eat he's one of these that never really does anything himself. But he, you know, he is a good source of of jobs, as it were. Then I'll go uh Stay there, I'll get the boss, but I don't want to hear anything else from this area. And then I will run off and go get Derek. If he stays put. Or Deckard, yeah. whatever. Deckard. Good to know that you know, yeah, good to know that you know your teammates' names. <laughs> I'm going to get the boss, Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to get Samantha over Jeff. here, and it's, she's going to tell all, you what for. It's all part of the obfuscation. You know, yeah. each other is, is the wrong names all the time. Yeah. Um, he gets it. <laughs> all right. Is uh, we've dealt with Krampus a few times before. You probably haven't dealt with him directly. You at some point have probably done a job that was offered by somebody who was offered by Krampus. You probably did that job pretty well, um, which is possibly why Krampus is here. So I've got a quick question just before we start this because it's kind of important to this. So with my character, I picked the looking into a mirror where I can always tell if someone is lying to me. So do they have to be talking to me for me for for that to work? Or if I were to be standing beside the boss, would I be able to tell if they're lying? I think, yeah, I think you would be able to tell just as long as you're wit you're witnessing the conversation. Probably okay, doesn't so, necessarily have to be di um, directing at you, yeah. so to speak. So I will be the beside the boss as he has conversations so that way I can kind of be like the elbow in if I feel like he's lying to us. I'm gonna kind of come out one of the side doors of our hideout, uh, armor on with my, my greatsword and just kind of whack it into a, like a stand or a piece of wood or whatever so it stands up on its own and then just kind of lean back and look intimidating. Alright. Uh, the crew you know, when when Jingles comes and gets me and, and stuff, um, the crew kind of, I guess, uh, like, goes out and kind of surrounds it, real intimidating kind of posturing. Uh, I think Deckard will, will just simply walk out of the train car, um, almost almost annoyed, inconvenienced, even. Uh, he'll, he'll take a cigarette, he'll light it with a match as he walks through the cold towards, towards Krampus, kind of waft the match out, and as he exhales the, the first kind of cloud of smoke, he'll just look over appraisingly and just say, we ain't selling today, Krampus. Well, to be fair, 
I'm the one that's kind of selling. And you haven't heard what I've got. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate the welcome wagon. That's, that's really nice. And the thing over there with the sword, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chilled. Yeah, it scared me. Really did. So, uh, I hear uh, you lot are the, uh, the sort of people I want to talk to if, uh, if we're talking about magical items. He'll show off his habit of kind of taking an extra beat in conversation. You know, he always takes just a little too long to answer, a little uncomfortable silence, just to see, like, how they respond. And he'll hold it out, and he'll point with two fingers that are holding a cigarette. And he'll just be like, uh... So either you're selling, or you're buying, or you're hiring. Now, if you're looking for magic items, we ain't selling. If you're looking to pick up magic items, we ain't cheap. Well, let's just say that um, this this little job that I've got in mind, it's not really a job for the cheap anyway. I think so much so that if you manage to pull this off, I think it's going to be a sizable payday for not only yourselves, but for yours truly. So, you know, it's kind of up to you, but, you know, I did, that job you did last last month uh, kind of impressed me, and I, I kind of figure might as well give you a lot of shot. I'm just going to look over my shoulder uh, towards Cricket. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to raise an eyebrow, kind of questioningly look at Cricket. Now, can I tell if there's anything off with, like, how he's, how he's proposing all this? Like, withholding information kind of thing, or? Um, yes, you, you can. Um, there's definitely some information being withheld, but considering the nature of the conversation, that isn't surprising. Right. Yeah. You know, because he's not going to show his cards at the, at the greet, so to speak. Um, you know Krampus to be a shady character. You know, but from what you can tell, his sort of intent in um, hiring you to do this job and the possible payout definitely seems legit. So I just I just look at Decker and kind of just give the nod. All right, big paydays are my favorite kind. Why don't you uh, step into the car with us? We'll get out of the cold. Jingles, Tommy. Make sure he wasn't followed. And I'll just turn start walking back towards the train. Well, thank you very much. Um, any chance I could have a brew? I'm just as long as it's not one of mine. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean to intrude. I mean, I'm a guest in your humble abode. Well, gotta be hospitable. I appreciate that. So Krampus will will come in, and he'll All right. and he'll take a seat. And as he does, he will he will acknowledge everybody. Maybe not like massively, but you know he'll you know he'll see everyone and just kind of you're right. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's cold tonight, isn't it? And I'm yeah, gonna... he'll he'll enter the car. 
I'm going to follow the boss man's instructions and I'm going to kind of go down the tunnel and make sure nobody was following him in. So uh, is that a, what, like a survey roll? No, you're not going to have to roll for this. Um, okay. you, you can go down and, you know, you've got plenty of time. It's not something that you need to roll for. You see that he's not followed, which in a sense is reassuring, but at the same time, somewhat off-putting that he's been brazen enough to come here alone. Right, I'm just going to, once I'm done with my little circuit, just sigh disgustedly and grumble to myself as I kind of stomp back to the train. Uh, I will probably... So I'm assuming it's like a train car where they have kind of like that door hingy on top. So I'm going to go to the top of the train, like unhinge the door a little bit so I can still hear the conversation, but I have line of sight to outside the train because in my my lurker brain like he wasn't followed yet but like if i was following i'd wait a beat maybe he gives a signal when he's in the train and then people show up so i'm gonna keep an eye out with my cloak of shadow uh sorry to interject real quick uh justin did your character go by an alias or uh, yeah the vol vol that's right the vol yeah yeah, not not just Volt, the Volt. The Volt. The Volt. The, the is very important. It is. Mm. All right. It's, um, it's like a tribe called Quest. You have to say all of it. Yeah, or you else have to say the whole game. thing. Otherwise, yeah, you're just, that's, that's a different person. The artist that's, formerly known as the Volt. That's my cousin. He's a dick. We don't talk about him. <laughs> Volt with two E's. <laughs> all right, so uh, once the we volet. get kind of, Yeah, the Volet. Once we get Krampus in, into the train, um, you know, I'm going to make good. Uh, I'll go to uh, whatever we have, maybe a little refrigerator or a, a, a mini fridge kind of thing. And I'll pull out a brew of, of some local, you know, just local micro or something that's been rebottled into some of the Pola, the Cola Polar's bottles. Um, and now we and know Deckard is a hipster. <laughs> like, Ooh, a micro brew? Hey, we work in trade, okay? We don't always get paid in coin. Have this have this dogleg pine IPA that tastes like sawdust. Only <laughs> slide it across. Ever made. Yeah, I'll, I'll slide you. it across the table to him. Yeah, much appreciated. And, uh, I'll open it and well. to your health and to our, you know, potential wealth as it may be. And he'll he'll See take it, a swig. It's my favorite kind. Toast into wealth. Potential not, bothers me. That's not. Talk that's to me not about this job. That's not bad. That's uh, it's got almost uh, like a nutmeg sort of to taste. It's 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 quite good. That's not you bad. Know, I'm, I'm gonna lean into. I'm gonna lean into that <laughs> a little bit, and just just get a little distracted. You know, or you know, I I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. So so you you do this. I'm guessing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> so Krampus, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, sorry. And I'll I'll give me my own bottle, and kind of crack it open. I'm gonna do that thing where you hold the bottle and your cigarette kind of at the same time. See, your timing right. bothers me today, and I, I'm gonna look over at, at the bowl and and as everybody else is kind of around. See, you picked. A weirdly perfect moment. 
moment where I was in between things. Makes me nervous, somebody knowing that kind of stuff. Well. And then you came by yourself. Well, I kind of make it my business to know certain things. I kind of like to keep my ear to the ground and I just kind of see what people are doing, what people are up to. And yeah, I appreciate your hesitation. But I think after you hear what I got to say, you'll kind of realize that this is not something that could have waited. Are you still interested? Because if not, yeah, thank you for the drink and I'll be on my merry way. I'm sure there'll be plenty more crews interested in what I've got to offer. That's a good open. Classic. My heart's all a flutter. Tell me about the job. How long has it been since you were in the grotto? <laughs> the grotto? Yeah. Uh, a while. I'm guessing since I'm... before before that monstrosity was erected, right? Yeah, you don't spend a lot of time in town nowadays. Nah. You know how that goes. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to give a really accurate count back as to when the last time I was in the grotto. So <laughs> like this many years, this many months, this many days, and this many hours. Like down to the well, second. He's, uh, I tell you what, it's always good to have uh, someone like that keeping track of things. You've got a good, uh, yeah, you've got a good mind on your, on your team there. So details matter. Well, yeah, he's, he's our public relations. As you're, as you may be aware, information from anything over floor 17 upwards doesn't really get out to the streets. However, a little birdie who just might have managed to uh, make the same decision that you lot did a few years back. You know, again, I keep my ear to the ground. He went and told me that they've got something up there. Right at the top, something magical, something that they want to guard. It's a gem of some description, but the details of which I'm not entirely sure about, but I'm pretty sure that if you were to manage to uh, get your hands on that, I think it would be a sizable payday for all involved, and we may yet still have a Merry Christmas. I'm just going to I'm going to laugh in the most sarcastic way possible and shake my head. So your plan was to come down here and tell us to rob the grotto. Yep. See, that's the kind of plan that people put out there when they're trying to remove rival crews. You that's got anything fair. that's an edge? You got anything that's going to make it even possible? Well, See, I'm not the expert in these matters, which is why I don't do these things myself. Because if I were the expert, I wouldn't need upstanding teams such as yourselves. So the plan is going to be up to you. The little birdie told you about a magic rock at the top yep. of one of the most secure towers in the north. I wouldn't say oh. one of. I would probably go ahead and go with the most. Yeah, I feel like that's a fairly accurate. Your friend is. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even go with the north. 
<laughs> I'm just going to look over and I'm going to get kind of indignant and be like, I was building a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Can we all just okay. start chiming in? Because from above, yeah. I would like to grumble like, what's in it for him? Ask him what's in it for him. I would like that. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to act like losing his cool. I'm going to act like all of those voices were just coming straight out of me and look right at Krampus. <laughs> uh, just uh, everybody seemed to be talking all of a sudden. Um, yeah, all right. Well, what's in it for me? Well, obviously, I want a cut. Again, I'm talking about a score here that you'll probably never have to do this again. Finder's fee. We yeah. probably won't have to do it again because we're going to be dead. That's really what you're getting at here, trying to send us into this particular grotto. I also don't think you understand my spending habits. <laughs> so I'm going to I'll hold up my hands to the crew for just a second. Let me ask you a couple of clarifying questions. You just learned about this. That's cool. Your little birdie's special. I'm sure everybody's got the perfect source of information. It's great for you. Is this new, or has it been here since everyone showed up? That is where the details are a tiny bit fuzzy, because we know it's there. We know it's in the vault. We know they're quite protective of it. But what we don't know is how long it's been there. I'm guessing there's been no major movements from what we could tell. There's been no heightened security at any point. So I'm guessing it's probably been there a while. However, the information about it has only just got out because, as you can appreciate, getting anything out of that place isn't isn't the easiest thing in the world. Well, we know it hadn't come in through the docks or through specials for as long as I can remember. And if it's old, that means it's not just magic, that means it's spirit. Well, that ain't it, really yeah. your cup of tea. My cup of tea is anything that gives me a payday. Now, you lot are the experts in anything magical. I'll leave that up to you. What If you can ascertain what this is and what it could be, that's all up to you, but unfortunately, that's all the information I have. So if you're interested in this, again, it's going to be a great payday. You know, you may be able to... Yeah, sorry. I did not mean to interrupt. I do apologize. It's okay. Why don't you go ahead and enjoy that brew? It's a rare one. You let me and my, my compatriots step into the forward car. I'll look at some information that we have about the, the tower and the grotto. And then I'll let you know if you can go hire somebody else to die on this fool's errand. Give me five minutes. Take all the time you need. So I'm just going to nod, kind of appreciated, and uh, walk through the separating door of the cars. Um, just kind of give a shoulder shrug, get the crew to join me. I'm going to unabashedly, as I go to close the door behind everyone, you know, being the last one into the car, just announce that I need the money. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I need the money okay. to, to, to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown item. Uh... <laughs> None of your I'm business. Already, <laughs> I'm already interested. Mostly, it's like, yeah, you know, it sounds like a real challenge. Sounds like, sounds like something I could really get I hurt mean, doing. Yeah, get, getting into that vault. Nobody's ever done it before, so the vault is definitely interested. And yes, the vault refers to himself in the third person at all times. So, could I make fantastic a consort role and try to see if I would know of anybody that might know how to get in or anyone we might be able to bribe to get information about getting into this grotto like yeah you can you can um gather gather information um well we we don't necessarily need to roll on this um because you know you guys are uh, a part of the underworld of this of this town of this city so a lot of the rumors a lot of the sort of hearsay would have been fed back to you so what you know about the grotto um is that it is at the top it is the top floor of the star plaza now the star plaza is not necessarily open to the public but the atrium is and from the atrium they um, they host sort of guided tours, kind of like in, in most of the main sort of skyscrapers. So they'll probably host a guided tour, tour all the way up to floor 16. Anything beyond that is a bit unknown. So, you know, that could be a potential way to, to sort of gather information if you were to kind of maybe go on one of these guided tours. So what else would we know if anything at all, about what goes on in above floor 16. And, you know, do they have people that work in and out of it? Is it pretty closed off? Uh, what what would we know about, about the grotto itself and about the tower? All right, so what you would know is that the, the areas that the tour covers are very public-facing. Um, they're there to kind of protect an image. Your stereotypical image of Santa's Grotto and the workshops and all that, the elves all singing and dancing and, and, and all this. However, because you guys were at the Grotto even before the Star Plaza was built, you know that that's not what Santa's Grotto looks like now. You know 100% that it is essentially for, not forced labor, but really poorly treated labor and you can only assume that from floor 17 upwards the parts of the 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 plaza that aren't accessible to the public that is probably what you'll find where do like do we know where they hang out like the employees that work like the tours and stuff like that like is there particular bars or anything they hang out in that we would know to try to like drive our way in or get some assistance no because no one is allowed to leave okay yeah, closed doors all closed how much, doors how much uh i'll say purview does my bestie the cola polar bear being santa's right hand man uh know about this establishment polar polar knows a lot however oh. The um 
the NDAs that he's probably had to sign. <laughs> Um, our, we've, all got we've all got uh, vices. We've all got vices. Are probably overwhelming, and you know that. You know you have met him, and on a personal basis, you guys are, you know, our friends and allies. But he is tight-lipped about anything to do with his role, anything to do with work. And I'm guessing you've probably probed him, or at least tried to, and he'll immediately shut off and just kind of talk about something else. Yes, Travis. Uh, can I get in touch with Velvet Vixen, who runs the high-end brothel, to see if we can snatch up somebody that has multi-floor access to well, before... the Star Plaza as a okay. potentiality? Like, it's just okay, in case so... we need to get some type of access. Okay, so what this is now kind of becoming is the... Um, this is when we kind of start to... I was going to say, real quick... I Sorry to cut you off real quick. Yeah. Do we want to decide that we're taking this job? Because I feel like we're yeah, running that's where the I was... planning stuff. Yeah, I need money. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I, I was... I need money. So here, here's the setup, guys. You know, while, while we're sitting here... With... In and out of character. In, let's go in character, sir. Okay. While the fuzzy bastard is sitting in our dining car, waiting for us to say yes or no, the real question is this. We're hurting. This is a big score, but every single crew that has ever worked jobs in this town has dreamed of hitting the grotto. Do we really want to try to do this? Yes. Seems like a challenge. I'm in. Oh, I guess living wasn't too great. Sure. Bitch, I need let the money. Get, let me <laughs> let me get the handshake. And then we'll get things together. What do y'all think? Ten percent? Eighty twenty split. Obviously we get the eighty. I thought you were gonna ask for the eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with ten. And I'll just take a drag off my cigarette and shake my head and walk back into the dining car. We gotta oh before you do, we gotta yeah. make sure that we uh we gotta get some upfront money. Um in case we need anything like prep time like prep supplies things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Any bribes we gotta do and stuff like that. So we definitely wanna get a chunk of money up front. Yeah, we need the seed money. Yeah. Good call. I like Yes, that. I will obviously be spending that coin on equipment. Uh, <laughs> hey, give give the vol his share for the the supplies. Why don't we uh, you know, <laughs> cricket, come with me. Make sure you can uh, get a read on his reactions here. That and, and I I also have skills to like improve for when we're discussing money. I don't know if you do too, but I I definitely do. I have a lot of like contract dealing stuff and so if you can negotiate the terms i can seal the contract yeah i have sway so um and tommy why don't you uh make sure he doesn't just run as it were all right so i'll uh i'll go ahead and walk back into the dining car uh with some of my crew kind of at the shoulder so I'll, I... I'll... yeah after you I was going to say, when he, when he tells me to make sure he doesn't run, I'm going to grumble about having to do all the work and then go back to my spot leaning against the door. <laughs> so as as you kind of walk in, Krampus is there, and he's just finishing off the last, dre last dregs of that, um, of that IPA. 
She's like, tell you what, that is uh, that is pretty Moorish, isn't it? Not bad stuff. You should market this. My uh, my personal favorite. You know, the secrets actually, before we get into that. Yeah, sorry. So here's the setup. You know we've worked some good jobs. Our standard run on this kind of thing is a 5% finder's fee. Because it's you, and because you treat us real good, because you brought it to us first, I'm going to look at them pointedly. <laughs> We're going to offer you 10, but there's a catch. I'm listening. If we're going to do something like this at the grotto, deal with the big guy, we're going to need some supplies to make sure it works. We need a frontage. We need some seed. All right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that is, uh, that's a bit of a tasty morsel. I ain't going to lie, but, you know, sometimes tasty morsels, they just make your appetite a bit more, a bit, a bit stronger. And especially if I'm going to kind of put up some of my money. So how about this? I front you the seed. 15%. Uh, I'm kind of scratch at the, the, the five o'clock shadow, the stubble on my chin. That looks very distinguished, by the way. I try. <laughs> There's a whole image you have to keep. You understand. Yeah, yeah, of course. How about we roll some dice? Yeah, I was actually about to say, can I make a... Uh, or actually, can I get cricket to make a sway roll and i actually can cricket would like to just do a little bit of gambling and appease his vice and he looks at him he's like how about we roll any he, any he, and he's got his dice in his hand um all right so we'll go we'll go we'll go each of us will roll highest right. number you get highest number we'll do the 15 and the seed money i get the highest number We'll do the 10 with the seed money. So at this, I'm actually just going to raise an eyebrow and step back. And I'm going to look at Krampus. Like, his reaction to this is super important. Like, he's he's being quizzed or tested. So, so Krampus kind of shifts somewhat uncomfortably in his chair. And he leans forward and, and just looks at Cricket. All right. You know what? I'm a, I'm a bit of a gambling man. I don't mind uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a flutter here and there. So I tell you what, why don't we make it a bit more interesting? Right? You win. I'll take five percent and the seed money. If I win. I take 25%, and I'll still give you the seed money, just because we're such good friends. How does that suit? We'll go 20. All right, doing 25. We're going into the grotto, doing all the work. Oh, there is a... good, though. You, you, still got, you still get a lot more than what you're expecting. So and the whole going, time I'm playing with my dice in my hand too. So we go in what? Five if I win. Twenty. No, five if I lose, sorry. Twenty if you yeah. win. Although I'm getting this completely wrong. 
Yeah, correct. So what we're going to do is, is when I win, it's only five. When you... That's the one. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you I, got fast. I tell you what, this, this, I think it's this IPA. Getting all my words mixed up. It has so, that good, effect on people. It's good, good stuff, yeah. All right. Okay, so... Are you... I mean, I've got my dice here. I'm going to roll them. So... I've got mine, so we do 1d6 each. I'm going to use my loaded dice. Um, right. Okay, so are you going to swap them out? So I can roll my... Roll. Yeah, I'll roll my finesse. All right, okay, so I'm going to say that this is a risky position. <laughs> um, just because if you fail at this, you don't get another chance. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's a risky I, position, but yeah. I'm going to say the effect. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the effect is going to be. I'm going to. It's going to be a great effect. I think. I think I'm comfortable with that. So, so Ryan, you should give me an assist and take a stress point, so I get two d six. So, uh, why is he going to get stressed yeah. for what you're doing? You're stressing us all out. No. Why do you stress? So, using finesse, but is there anything that you, any skill that you think would apply better, or any skill that you think you might be better at using? So, the only thing I could say is I can try and sway in the sense of, like, really grabbing his attention while I switch I, the dice. I will happily take sway. Uh, yeah, I'll drop a, a teamwork assist on that one. And I'll, I'll pull right. the, the very stereotypical. I'll lean in and be like, that's a pretty good deal. Either way, you win. <laughs> no, knowing what uh, Cricket is up to and my position behind uh, Krampus, I'm just going to like scowl his direction <laughs> and then like point and then like make the gesture <laughs> of hitting him in the face. <laughs> What's his problem? <laughs> so you just like take, you. you ain't got you enough just take time. The highest number, right? We said highest number, yeah. We're, what we're rolling one d six, yeah. Oh, but I'm rolling to switch out my loaded dice. Yeah, yeah. You so, you roll your loaded dice. I've just rolled what I got, just for narrative purposes. But um, yeah. So roll. You are on three d six. I do believe, yeah. Yeah, because he's taking the point of stress. So I got four, two, and one. So okay, so. All right, so it's going to be a partial? mixed. It's going to be a mixed success. All right, so what I'll say happens is you manage to swap. He doesn't. He doesn't notice you. But even your loaded, like your loaded dice, roll high, and his his matches it. All right. So it's like, ah, uh, well, uh, should we go again or should we just leave it at the uh, the old 15? Why don't we split? We'll take 12. And I'm going to hold out my hand. Real, real obvious gesture. <laughs> All right. Do you want to... No, I think I think realistically we don't have to roll. I think that is reasonable enough. And he'll just kind of go, "You drive a tough bargain." And he'll hold out his hand and shake yours. All right. Twelve. Now years. that we have a contract, 
I'm going to activate my special ability and turn on <laughs> Ghost Contract. Okay. Spooky um, Contract. Talk to so me about the Ghost Contract. With Ghost Contract, whenever I shake on a deal, um, me and my partner, human or otherwise, both bear a sudden mark of oath, which I'm going to have be a crown icon that appears on each of the inside of our arms. Um, it's the hallmark, as it were. And it holds us to the terms of the agreement, both parties. So he's got to get the front money and everything that we need to do the job. We're mm -hmm. going to make sure he gets his 12% and get the job done. If any of us breach or bend on the contract, we suffer a level three cursed harm. Fair enough. So as he kind of shakes your as he kind of shakes your arm, like the the handshake completes, and all of a sudden he goes, "Ah, KNL. What? What's that?" Well, that's your deal. Have a good you day, Krampus. You could have warned me. A little, you know, heads up. What? Uh, would it? Well, you were warned. You got to yeah, sit but... in the car. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you didn't tell me about that. Well, that's okay. Tell him about now. All right, all right, yeah, fair enough. I don't. Don't worry. Know, as long we as, shared a beer. As long as you know, fair enough. Right, as fine. long as you're I'm on the up and up, <sighs> it'll go away as soon as the contract's over. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. That's. I had no intention of backing out, but anyway, fine. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'll show him mine <laughs> and just show him like all the the different crowns that have burned in and then healed over as it's gone along. It says, I don't break my contracts either. Well, that is appreciated. Um, all right, then. Well, unless you've got another brew for the road. Hmm. He's been all right. I'll give him a brew for the road. Much appreciated. Much obliged. Pleasure doing business with you. Always. Take care. And Krampus will leave. So now okay. we get into the planning phase. Planning right? phase. No. My favorite. All right. All right. So planning is how, first of all, you need to kind of figure out um, what overall tactic this is going to take. So you've got a choice between assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, or transport. Obviously, some apply more than others, but what are you thinking? All right, guys. So while we're in the information gathering phase, I'm going to bring up my idea about essentially kidnapping a high-level individual from the brothel with the help of uh, Velvet, uh, Velvet Vixen. Would you consider that stealth, then? I would consider it deception, because if we can get inside information, like maybe access passes or whatever from well, potentially we have, whoever we kidnap. We have a couple of things that we can go with on that, and maybe we can combine a couple together, DM. Um, I'm listening. Because I think we could also use a social for connections for several different key points. We have a we have somebody on the crew that's in pretty good with Cola Polar. He's got some some interesting kind two, of egress. Two people, two friends, actually. yeah, two friends. yeah. But more importantly, 
all the grotto, we used to all work there. And so we might know some kind of in and outs of of the location that might have gotten missed in the reform. You know, those those pesky little spots that mm. weren't exactly reinforced right. I feel um, like going into the big guy's backyard, stealth is going to be the most critical part, though. Because if there is anything that can come back to us... Yeah, the fallout's going to be bad. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm I'm already massively wanted for falsifying a time card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. so I do think stealth is going to be a pretty heavy load. On Probably stealth and job. deception, yeah. Yeah. I think deception is going to be the second seat it, there. I, yeah. I'm going to have to go deception. I am not a sneaky man. Um, is it still stealth if for. there's no survivors? <laughs> right, yeah. Stealth. Um. Heavy stealth. There's no one left alive to witness it. We we were yeah. Sleeping. Um, just a series of very successful intimidation checks as I shout that you do not see Tommy. Yeah. Okay, me so playing Hitman. Here's, here's what we do know, <laughs> as far as the planning phase goes. Um, and of course, GM, help me through if there's anything specific that needs to happen, points assigned or anything mm. like that. Okay. But we know that on any given day, as long as we're not loaded up with you know, weapons and armor and such. Mm -hmm. We can just walk down there and get a tour all the way up to floor 16. That is correct. Which means we really only Often have to get... Time card forgery over there, because um, yeah. if, if he has wanted for time card forgery, if he steps foot in there, he's, <laughs> he's busted. Yeah. They... So really, we only have to worry about breaching into 17, but we don't know where the jewel's being kept. Some vault or hiding place somewhere above... 16. 17's not the top, though. Is it? No, is floor the, 17 the top? 30, no. no, I think no, the tower's a 30-story. 30 30 30 yeah. 34-story, yeah. So story. not only do we have to breach 17, but we have to then breach way more. The, yeah, the rest. Well, do you think, do you think I was going to make this easy for you guys? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, was kind of the expectation when we came in. This is just going to be a cakewalk. Uh... Sorry. But just like... <laughs> was like, gimme? Just like the Vol said, though, more so than most of our jobs, we have to make sure we do not get caught. Like, we have All to right. be able to get out and get clean. Can easy. we subcontract? <laughs> um, so in, in regards to some of this, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to pick my load ahead of time. So I actually have a loadout on my character done, and it kind of, like, feeds into this. Hmm. So I have a disguise kit. Um, so we can always go like if we're trying to do something like I could we could like he had mentioned kidnap somebody I could look like them um, and we could okay. try to use something in the sense of either escorting prisoners a la Star Wars or say that like I don't know New people touring, like I, I don't know, like I know I'm finally gonna get brought in for thing. time card forgery. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, why don't Why don't we, we do this? We got everybody's got a certain set of stuff that we might be able to put on the table. Mm. Um. So we have a disguise kit and some skills in that area from cricket. Um. I'm actually also my loadout was kind of weirdly appropriate for this particular job. Same. I have blueprints and documents pertaining to the job on my loadout. Just um, to so, GM, 
Yeah, just want to clarify one thing regarding the loadout. You don't necessarily have to pick your items before the job. You pick the loadout. You pick whether it's three, five, or eight items. And you have access to everything on your sheet. The What the loadout means is how many of those things you can use. That was the part I misunderstood. Okay. So, yeah, I potentially have some at least old school blueprints and diagrams of the tower we could use during the planning phase. Problem solved. I have climbing gear. Just make the big breach. hole. I, I can hole. also get light climbing gear. Yeah. Um, so we could and, potentially do an exterior breach of the building. And While the, the doing an interior ability, one. The Vol's special ability is that right. he is very good at bypassing security measures. Okay, so... What did you take for your item? The Vol? Uh, I haven't taken one yet. Oh, okay. So just... We could, to... we could stack some. So just to clarify, the, the overall, the overarching sort of method that we that you guys are kind of going for is deception because that's gonna yes stealth. Yeah, so stealth right because that's gonna have an effect obviously on the engagement role mm -hmm. um uh so i need to just make a note of that yeah, um, stealth, obviously it's gonna be the most important part you're yeah. not you for the job you are not tied into that method that is the the engagement the that just affects the engagement role of how you essentially start out and what your mm -hmm. intentions are obviously if things go south you can swap up to up. assassination if you want but you know that is entirely what you guys kind of choose in the moment so kill santa and get out <laughs> yeah, yeah sneaky murder hobo <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, I know, I know we're joking, but that's that could be a decent like groundwork plan right here, right? The two lurks, y'all both get in super sneak. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are on floor sixteen, enjoying causing a, tour a commotion, causing for a commotion. time card fraud. I do have and... wreck as one of my. I knew you would pick that. So once melee monkey brain. You, once we get you guys on the inside. You can let us in, and after that, it's kind of a, a rob the casino style deal, right? Work yeah. our way floor to floor, searching for the gem. We get it, so we just need an extraction. Yes, I have an, I have an idea that would play into my rival. We should snatch up Blizzard Bob, disguise uh, the cricket as Blizzard Bob, have him arrest me because I do have manacles and chain. And see if that can get us access to some of the higher levels while you guys are stealthing in and disabling security measures. Well, Basically see, just the, walk up. The problem is is that the grotto and the tower is set up as a corporate headquarters. If you're getting arrested, they're just going to take you to a different building. They, they don't mm. process that. In the no, I have to go answer for my time card forgery. That's handled <laughs> by corporate. I have to go by see HR. He's just yeah, on I have his to way go to the HR. HR and... <laughs> Shackles. HR's interrogation rooms for some fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, I mean, but we could work an angle like that where we're there in a professional standpoint, but that's going to kind of play into a deception frontage. Mm. I, I think as well, that would mean that you have to go in as yourself. Yeah. Which means if we do and that's, get burned, that gives a and there's direct fallout, line to us. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's my fair. only issue with that plan. That's fair. All right. So the beauty um, of this, the beauty of this system is that we don't really kind of need to focus on the the necessary ins and outs and specifics and try account for any um, sort of eventuality because a lot of it is resolved via dice rolls and you've also got the 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 facility of having these flashbacks which when something arises you can kind of go oh could i have a flashback to see if i could have anticipated this in any way shape or form so we don't necessarily have to kind of focus on every aspect of the plan but I think you guys having an idea of, okay, so we're going to use a bit of deception, but we also kind of have climbing gear sort of thing. Because the the, main, the first objective, the first thing that you are going to encounter is getting from floor 16 to floor 17. All right? And that's what the engagement role is going to represent, is how well you cope with that first obstacle. Hmm. All right, if the, make... Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're first. Would it make any sense in this realm? Can we go information gather? We just do a quick tour. We go, let's just do a quick tour, see what it's about. Minus uh Travis, I forgot your character's name already. It's the one Tommy. I don't have written down. Tommy. Tommy? Oh, Tommy. But don't Tinsel. call me Tom No, don't call me Tommy Taps. I'll have to fight you. All right. Tommy. Actually, it's not, not a tap. bad um like just to GM, see is that, a, is that an acceptable kind of course where it's we have a, a kind of an early gather information phase learn everything yeah. that we can yeah of okay. course so you know, like we don't, have to, we don't mean, have to do anything illegal for that we can just yeah. take the tour it, we'll just, just get a ticket the tour. Yeah. i'm gonna right. disguise myself prior to the tour i don't <laughs> know, right, anyone right. know what i look like all right well yeah that is absolutely <laughs> fine disguise <laughs> yourself as tommy and you can just pretend to be twins just a massive fake Scotty mustache and sunglasses. And... Ooh, how did you Is he walking in as the Unabomber? <laughs> my uh, my name is uh, uh, Baseball. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. All right. So you guys go and, you know, we could just kind of skip past this and I'd give you the dice. But I, I do like to set a scene. Um to give you guys an idea. So you guys walk into the, the Star Plaza and the atrium is very sort of extravagant. Just think about like, yeah, I mean, from what we see, like Justin and I have seen from the the fancy hotels over in New York City, um, you know, all like the marble furnishings and, and all that. It's a bit over the top, as it were. Ghibli's. Ghibli's? What's the... I don't know. Never mind. Know. I'm just talking. I'm, don't don't mind over here. I'm in the thinking corner. the one in Home Alone. Um, so, you know, it is a very it was lavish a fancy hotel. It was a fancy hotel. It was a so fancy hotel. <laughs> Donald Trump in the elevator. Yeah. Um, so, Harold, Harrods. That's what I'm thinking. Ha oh, Harrods, yeah. Oh, Harrods, yeah. 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 Never set foot in the place. I, I, I have. It's, it is big and fancy. It yeah, I don't fancy. think I don't think they take Spanish riffraff like me. No, they do not. They immediately they immediately kick me out. It's like go away. <laughs> really um, easy to get followed in there. So yeah, so you go you go um, near the reception. There's a big sign going for guided tours. You know, uh, wait here, and I'll say you're approached by 
don't know, uh, something Christmassy. Um, okay, so you you are approached by a where is uh, just have a look by a gentleman, um, another elf, very sort of well well dressed, um, and his he comes up and goes hello hello y'all good evening good evening uh, my name is Hans uh, Hans Christian if anybody wants to know but. Welcome to the Star Plaza. Are you here for the tour? Is everybody excited, yeah? Yeah, super so, excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna okay. put on a big stoked face. You know, like like almost like a tourist. So excited to be here. Oh, that is fantastic. I, I love I love the fact that you are excited. Um just please, no flash photography, of course, you know. It's you know, it may be distracting to some of the workers. So, so please, please come, come, come. Obviously, this is the atrium. It was built, and he and starts on this reel of how long ago it was built. Twenty-five years ago, um, when when the like it was kind of the last thing built when the uh, the Star Plaza was was set up. And you know, he's talking about all the marble, where the marble comes from, and he's talking about the history. And as he kind of carries on, we, you go, we go up floor by floor. And on every, yep. While we're doing floor by floor, the the two things I really want to pay attention to Mm -hmm. are if I see any sort of like security, um, I want to notice what they're wearing, um, how they're carrying themselves, like when they're standing, like is it super serious? Are they more laid back? Um, And I also want to pay attention to the other other guided tours and see, do the tour guides all wear the same outfit? Do they wear their own clothes? Are they all cleaned up? Like, how does those two particular jobs, like, how do they work? Mm-hmm. Just so I have an idea of if I want to do either one um, to, like, sneak in, I'll have a good idea when I leave as to what they do, wear, and stuff like that. All right. Actually, let's, let's just do it like this. I know we said no flash photography, but let's take pictures of flipping everything, everything we can. We're just goofy tourists, right? Then we can yep. always reference them when we get home. Yeah, as long as as long as you're not using the just flash. Yeah, just just don't use that yeah. flash. Yeah, don't yeah. use the flash. Um, um, but but the, for the, the vol is yeah. going to do similar, um, but mainly looking for other types of security measures, so like cameras, alarm systems, all that sort of thing, motion sensors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, okay. So for cricket, um, uh, we're not going to roll, um, because I I think that that is, um, something that that is immediately apparent, um. The all the tour guides they're all wearing the same uniform. All the security they're all wearing the same uniform, and I like to think of them as, you know, that they're like the soldiers from the Nutcracker. Yeah, that's kind of what they're dressed like. That's their their main sort of garb. Um, so that's what you see in terms of what the Vol sees. This you're going to have to pay a lot more attention. However, you can be quite discreet. So it's going to be a a standard. All right. Uh, sorry, it's going to be a controlled, and it's going to be a standard result. Okay. So, what do you want to use? Do you want to use survey? Do you want to use? You pick the skill you want to use. What do you think is most applicable? Mm. I mean, I guess prowl because I'm looking for ways to avoid them. So yep. yeah. 
and I've got two points in that. Okay. All right. So two d six, and let's see what you get. Well, I'll assist Is there... since I'm doing the same thing, and I'll take hmm. the stress point to give him the third dice. All right. Okay. All right. So three d six. Justin's uh, roll, ladies and gentlemen. Are they all ones? Did he, did he straight ones? Do we have five ones out of five dice rolled tonight? Oh, oh one's a two. <laughs> one's a two. <laughs> We're doing it, Justin. We're Lurker. doing great. How we the, go. Our lurkers are the best. <laughs> All right. Okay. So sneaky, sneaky as fuck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so. The the beauty of um, having a controlled uh, role is the rule of thumb for controlled is if it's something that you fail at, you can try again. Um, But however, if you were to try again, it becomes risky because that's when you start acting suspicious, as it were. Can I go behind him and try the same role? And this time it's my first try. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So it's less sneaky. Yeah, you're looking around. We're just having a look. Give me give me control standard. I'm also gonna roll prowl. There's no way we can mess up twice, right? Oh, you've screwed up. I I defy God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You guys are so good. You guys, right, we're hiring new lurks. <laughs> I'm, um, just, I'm just gonna run in and start kicking doors down. <laughs> I mean, uh, at this uh, point. Would, you, would you mind? Would you mind stopping, please, sir? I mean, that is. I I don't know what it is like where you are from, but please, please do not kick the doors down. I can't go on the tour anyway. I'm a wanted man. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, you're not there. Yeah. You're just you're What'd just you back on the train kicking the shit out of doors because <laughs> you can. Uh, if we are attempting to get some extra kind of intelligence out of the the tour here, um, while my lurks are obviously doing the security shenanigans because yeah. mm-hmm. I trust them implicitly to do their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, we're, we're good at it. Just can high I high. perhaps make a consort role and see if I can kind of egg our tour guide on hmm. into revealing more intimate information than normal, trying to get him to. To get real excited about his job. Okay, yeah, give me a consult. All right. What'd Clark get though? I've been curious. All right, to hear. so I got a five and a three, so a one's in a two, man. Um, so with a five, that is a a uh mixed success. Okay, so he does give you some more information, probably things that he shouldn't really tell the general public. Unfortunately, it's not the kind of thing you're looking for. He probably says, ah, yes, your lower drops isn't as nice as you, as she makes herself out to be. That sort of thing. And it's like, that's great, but I needed something else sort of thing. All right? All right. All right. Okay. So, I'll say that the the tour concludes, but I'm going to give you an extra dice for the for the engagement role. All right? Wonderful. Okay. Got something, so, something useful. All right, so we go to the engagement roll, okay? So the way this works, you get 1d6 to start off with for sheer luck. But then, for major advantages, um, this operation is particularly bold or daring. I would dare say it is, so that's going to be 2d6 for you. All right. Um, Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target? You haven't quite got that, so we will leave that. 
I was yes. actually going to ask one more thing before we left. Did I notice? Right. Did they they use key cards at all? That you probably like, well, checking out their, their yeah. uniforms and stuff. Yeah, they they would have key cards. Same all with right. the guy that's giving us the tour. Yeah, yeah, they've all and, got like ID badges that you probably see someone go and oop. So, sorry to jump in, but can yeah. I do a little of my own intelligence gathering? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, I'm going to hit up the place where I always know soldiers and sailors <laughs> to go. All right, fair enough. And I, I'm going to go see Velvet Vixen and uh, see if she knows of anybody that uh, is a regular that may have additional information that I can perhaps coerce into revealing. Okay. Extra so information. You you go and see Velvet Vixen, and she welcomes you. You know, she she knows you at this point. And it's like, oh, hi, darling. How are you today? Wonderful. I'm going to... Given I assume that uh, brothels aren't necessarily strictly legal, maybe tolerated, but not legal. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to inform her that I'm working on a score and I need to, need to know if there's any patrons here that have high floor level access to the tower. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to give you a luck roll for that. Okay. Alright, so just roll a d6. Tell me what the result is. Roll better than me. I got a two. What is wrong with us? Right. You're playing with so, me. Hey, I'm doing fine. Don't worry. This, is, so, this is what we get for overthinking the planning phase, right? I'm very sorry, darling. What about any like soldiers, like uh, basically like shift watchmen or commanders for the okay. general okay. security? I'm going to say maybe something me... a little more common. I'm going to say, give me another luck roll, but just to see if we can get rid of all this bad rolling that's going on. Bad juju. Just shake them <laughs> yeah, out. There you go. You're just making the GM work. How many, how many dice did you say? Just, just the one. Just the one? Yeah. Six. Yeah. Oh! We finally oh, got one. See, Share so. that dice with everyone. <laughs> all right, so that's going to, that is, that is a success. So it's like, Soldiers, yes. Uh, I think there is. I think there's someone in here now. You know, perhaps I could uh, arrange a little meet. What? What? So you? I'd hope you're not planning on harming any of my patrons. No, of course not. I may be scaring the absolute crap out of them, but I promise I will not cause any physical harm to them. If you scare the absolute crap out of them, make sure they spend more money here. Deal. All right. I haven't seen you. <laughs> and she'll walk off. If you haven't seen me, what room have you not seen me in? <laughs> Sorry, I'm seeing you again. Um, <laughs> room, room 12. And now you've not seen me. <laughs> me either. Uh, I'm going to basically just pull like a scarf or something up over my nose to kind of obscure most of my face. Mm -hmm. And All I'm right. going to kick in the door of room 12. And it... <laughs> there is a... Yep, so you go kick in the door, oh, and shit. there is, you know, you you probably catch a soldier in... Probably, I'm going to say he's probably doing something, because you rolled a six, I'm going to say you catch him probably doing something that wouldn't sit too well 
if it were to become public knowledge. Ooh. My, my. What do we have here? It's, it's not what it looks like. Uh, and being the big hulking brute that I am, I'm going to essentially grab this soldier by the hair and yank him down to the floor. Uh, and I'm going to use my my command um, essentially as an intimidation to get information about shift rotations and how many guards are on staff at the tower at any given time. Uh, and I'm going to also use one of my pieces of equipment, which is a very scary weapon or tool. And I'm going to pull out an emergency uh, breaching axe. If you've ever seen one of those, it's a big round dull blade on one side, a pry bar on the other, and then one side's a hammer and the other side's a spike. Fucking hell. All right. <laughs> breaching right, axes are terrifying. <laughs> because this isn't True. the actual score, you don't have to account that for your loadout. Um, okay. So when you start the score, you'll have your full loadout available to okay. you. All right. So yeah, give me give me a command. Um, I'm gonna give you. Um, I All I dare dice. say I dare say it's gonna be uh it's gonna be risky because it is a very overt sort of thing. Um, but uh, you are gonna get um a great. That's gonna be the the you're gonna have a great effect if you succeed. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got I've got two dots in commands. So be yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I got a five and a four. Okay, so mixed success. Um, so what it will do, he will probably give you. He'll give you probably the method of access, and he'll tell you the different key cards get you to different floors. <laughs> All right. So. The the higher the floor, the higher the access is needed. All right, yep. and you know if you wanted a key card, he'll go just there, there, and he'll hand you his. All right, that's the success part of it. The drawback side of it will be he does he cannot tell you the the rotation, as it's not um, a harmonious thing. It's not um, something that repeats too often. Gotcha. Probably for this very purpose. Uh, once he gives me the key card and I get all the information out of him, I can. I'm going to lean in like very close to his ear and whisper that he really should be tipping if he's going to behave this way here. And I'm just going to kind of like shove him away from me and then oh. and then leave and head back to the hideout. All right. So yeah, you do that. Okay. So if you guys are ready, we're going to go with the engagement roll. Engagement rolls. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm also going to so... come back to the hideout, like just proud as plum with my new key card. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to use one for luck. I'm going to use one for particularly bold or daring. I'm going to use one for the information that you've gathered, and then I'm going to give you one more because a um, a friend or contact did provide aid. So you got four d6 for this engagement roll. All right, and I'm going to roll it after we take a quick break. 